Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't change the channel unless, of course, you hate the sound of laughter. The Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. You jumped on me and said it was my fault. And Sherry. That's what we do here. And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Yes, indeed. And welcome into the Bob and Sherry Show. I read something yesterday that made me feel that I, if I'm going to be honest, am half a hermit. I'm not a full hermit. But I'm I'm half a hermit. I think if your life had gone a little differently, you might have been a full one. Maybe, if I got a little bit weirder. <laughs> this is how to tell if you're living with a hermit. Okay. All right, and, and I, I started reading it, and I went, well, there's no... And I went, oh my God, Bob. Number one, hermits love it when plans fall through. If somebody cancels at the last moment and says, well, we can't have the party Friday night, uh, Bill is sick. They don't have a problem with that at all. That's like also an introvert's thing. Yeah. That's an introvert's dream. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I'm guilty of that one. They get a little bit itchy before a night out. Now, if I'm going out with uh, people I know very, very well, I don't feel that way. But if it's like a new couple that Mary wants to bring into our orbit... um. You don't really I'm, want to I'm meet a little, new people. I'm a little itchy before well, we you, go Well, you did say that um, you're not too long ago that you're not interested in making any more new friends. Yeah, let, let's just say that I said that once and we don't refer to it, okay? <laughs> it's not that I'm uh, I'm embarrassed about it. Let's just, just okay. let that you go. You just don't want herself yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Well, I actually heard what the words sounded like when yeah. they came out. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I find sometimes words should stay in my head. You know? <laughs> so is it not true? It's no, it's true. It just doesn't sound great might, to say out it loud. It might be true, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that it if it is. You're free then. Uh, here's another one to uh, look at if you are living with a hermit. If you have to work away, you know they won't leave the house for the entire time you're gone. People have invited them over so that they won't be alone. But they don't want to go. They want to stay right there. You don't have to worry about them. I'll let you know when one of these doesn't apply to Kevin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their favorite thing is uh, staying in, watching TV, decluttering, cooking, online shopping, reading, you name it. They can do it all in one place. They encourage you to go out with your friends because it means that they know you're going to have a good time. And they're going to be alone to do whatever they want in their house. They get excited when they see a free weekend on the calendar. Guilty. They value their space. Guilty. (coughs) Even if you live together, they value their space. And I do. I have my little little, uh, den area. You know, I love it there. It's my favorite room I've ever had in my life. Lately, I feel like Kev comes into the house to eat and sleep and shower, but he actually lives outside in the yard and in the garage. In the garage, yeah. 
He's like one of those yeah. dogs that comes in at night, you yeah. know, but he can't wait to get back outside as soon as he finishes eating breakfast. Mary and I have have friends and they are very successful. She sold advertising and he owned his own business, which he just sold. And he sold it for a lot of money and they live in this fantastic high rise condo. Well, guess what? They're selling the condo and they've decided to move to Florida, to a coastal community in Florida. And I said, well, you're going to enjoy the uh, the weather, I guess, and, you know, the excitement. If I guess, I just want a garage. <laughs> I have to have a garage. And this is not a guy like Kevin. I mean, this this is uh, more of a fancy man. He's but just, he wants the garage. He just craves it. Yeah, that's right. Kevin, I'll walk outside. I'll go looking for Kevin. And he'll be sitting on a hard chair surrounded by crap um watching a football game on a screen the size of a rubik's cube in the garage and he's perfectly happy and i'm like hey i don't know if you knew this but we have a couch and a tv and air conditioning and he just wants to be outside he just feels freer doesn't he just wants to be out hermits would rather eat out uh, would rather eat in than out that's not me i'd rather eat out hermits do not take kindly to people who call unannounced does anybody like that? Sherry says some people do. I don't object to it, but you can't come to my house at night because I have to go. If I'm home, yeah. I have to go to bed really early. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, you can drop by. And finally, they never text you needy messages. There's another, none of this, I miss you so much. I wish you were here right now. You know, when you show up, it's fine. There, there you are. But it's fine if you're away right now. I got every one of those except one or two. I'm married to every one of those. Yeah, you are. And I feel guilty sometimes because like, we travel for work and I'm mm-hmm. always traveling for dance and doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I'll apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry to abandon you. Mm-hmm. And he'll take the tiny donut out of his mouth long <laughs> enough to say, oh, I'm not abandoned. <laughs> it's stuff you won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry Podcast on the Bob and Sherry app. I finally have a name for what I am and I'm so excited. Um, scientists say that the idea of morning people and night owls isn't exactly true. There are actually six kinds of people. No, this I'm tired already. And I now know what I am. How can Let's there be see. six? There are six kinds of people. Go Let's ahead. see which one you are. There's the morning lark. Right. And here's how to know you're a morning person. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are most alert between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And you're gradually getting sleepier throughout the day. And in the evening, you're more tired than anyone you know. No, you're a true morning me. person. That's not me. Um, afternooner, you're sleepy in the morning and in the evening, but you're alert between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. That's me. I'm, that I you, now know really? that I'm an, an afternooner. You're an afternooner. I am not really interested in getting up early, which is kind of hilarious given what I do for a living. Right. And I really can't stay awake all that late at night. But between 11 a.m. and I actually go to 7 p.m. Between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., mm-hmm. I am your girl. All right. What's the next one? The next one is a napper. You start the day alert and you're all right until about 11 o'clock in the morning. Then you get real sleepy until about 3 o'clock when you have a burst of energy. That's quite a nap, by the way. <laughs> you're just sleepy. Yeah. You're, you're, oh, I you're see. awake, okay. but you're tired. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you stay energized until about 10 o'clock at night when you keel over. That's a napper. Mm. That's what I am. Is that you're what you a are? That is what I am. Read the napper again. You begin your day alert. You mm-hmm. know, you wake up early and you're fine. Right. 
Then right around 11 a.m., you start getting sleepy. And you fight that sleepiness until 3 o'clock when you get a big burst of energy. Mm-hmm. Then you're good until about 10 o'clock. Do you actually take a nap? I guess it doesn't say. Well, if you say a napper, I'm guessing that, that, that if you're given the opportunity, you would. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't say, but Oh, also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also, I so disappointed you. Also, I'm sorry. Morning oh, larks. Oh, oh, great. A powerful woman in broadcasting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> morning larks are also not actually birds. I mean, I don't know. Oh, They're sarcasm. People. Oh, nice. Night owls. Night owls are always tired. They're always tired, and they don't really start waking up until about 10 o'clock in the morning. And then they start feeling better, but they get more energy as the day goes on, the day goes on, the day goes on, and they stay up really late. They're just sluggish until about 10 o'clock in the morning. My friend Jeff is like that. Um, And then there are swifts. These are people who wake up alert, and they stay that way until they go to bed and close their eyes. They're on cocaine. I think that's my mom. And then there are woodcocks. These are people who are just sleepy all the time, no matter how much sleep they've gotten, Hmm. how much they've done or not done. Is that the last one? Always sleepy, yep. I wonder why they're always sleepy all the time, why they have such low energy. Um, That's got to be something that's a chemical. It is. That's what they're saying that you're, this is who you are. Like, this is your physiology. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that has to be a, a disorder. If you're sleepy all the time. It would suck right? to be sleepy all the time. It'd be terrible. I think I'm a napper too. I think I'm I'm with Max. You stay alert until about 11? Well, you tell me. And then you're groggy <laughs> till about 3? I'm an afternoon. I'm not really groggy, but I, I do slow down. And then, uh, you know, I, if I if get a 20-minute nap in, then I'm, I'm great for the rest of the night. I'm just so glad because I know I'm not a morning person. Right. But I'm also not a night person. And that left only like a hibernating, you know, badger. So now I know I'm an afternooner. I think I'm either, believe it or not, a napper or a lark. Which one are you, Todd, do you think? A lark. You're You're a a lark, lark too. I'm up. When I'm up, I'm up. I've been doing this for so long. You know know what's an interesting... Has anyone ever said, Bob, you are a lark? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No, they have not. I think this is pretty pretty it's, cool. It's news. interesting the lark thing though, because my wife says that I'm always fidgeting and moving around. That's called larking around. There you go. That's the expression in England. Okay, everybody, you've got the best. Hi, Blue Radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. I saw something that made me really think, and I was like, you know what? Instead of telling Bob that there's a possibility that there's an alien probe shooting through our solar system, or that. You know, different versions of him exist in the minds of everyone who knows him or what Stephen Hawking says, because those things make him anxious and uncomfortable and very nervous. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you feel good about yourself. Good. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm I'm braced. So I was on one of my very, very most favorite websites that you've all heard me talk about a bunch called Thought Catalog. And I was reading about being on the right path in life, you know, and sometimes we struggle to find the right path. I know I've bushed back bushwhacked my way through acres of poison ivy in search of the right path. Mm-hmm. And and how do you know when you're on the right path? How do you know? And you don't measure it with uh, your bank account. You don't measure it with how big your house is. It's how do you know from a, a spirit level that you're on the right path? So here's some, some signs that you know. Tell me what you think about this. Um, I picked out 10 of them. There were more, but I picked out 10. Okay. Um, the idea that you have privilege doesn't make you defensive you acknowledge it you're like yeah you know what i have i have privilege i had some things going in my favor right from the get-go 
I was born healthy and physically able, or I come from a family that was able to make sure I got an education, or I'm a white male in a world where being a white male is kind of the shizzle, right? Like acknowledging that you have some privilege doesn't make you defensive and crazy. It makes you thankful, you know, for the advantages you had that you didn't have to work so hard for. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's easier if, I mean, there's, there's privilege and there's privilege, uh, I'm privileged to knock on wood be healthy. I'm privileged to um, have a wonderful job and had some insight as to how to run my career. But there are some people that are privileged where they have absolutely no idea what it's like to struggle. Right. Yeah. So there's privilege and there's privilege. And sometimes I find when I'm in a conversation with that person, um, they're the most defensive of all. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Because... <laughs> Like, I'm over here, I come from gutter trash, you know, and I'm acknowledging how privileged I have been from the get-go. Right, right. Maybe you could acknowledge that you didn't do all of this yourself, right? right? Um, next up. Um, I have never heard, and I, I have been around and hung around and socialized with a lot of very, very uh, wealthy people who came into money from their family, and I have never, ever heard one of them say, I'm so lucky that my family was loaded. Not one. That's, you know, um, a dazzling amount of privilege to be blind to. Yeah. If you, if you don't know what it is to truly be hungry, then you, I mean, that's privilege, right? No, but my point is I've yeah. never heard one of them say, you know, Acknowledge I, their I can't believe how lucky I was to come into the world with the people that I was born into. Holy smoke that I hit the... I've never heard one of them say that. I wonder if they think it privately or maybe not I think, even then. I think some do. Some people are more reflective than others, yeah. you know? One of my favorite things in this wide world is to be having a conversation with one of my daughters. And it's Kara Mia is such a social activist, right? She's ridiculous. Kara Mariah Beyonce. And she'll go, and so I was like, mister, you need to check your privilege as she's sipping a Starbucks in my kitchen. I'm like, oh, girl. That, that is funny. Oh, girl. And when he checks his privilege, you might want to drop yours off at the door, too. All right, next up. Um, here's a sign you're on the right path. You know that you're a beagle and not a shark, and you're happy about it. And here's what that means. Like a beagle, your ears are bigger than your mouth. Your heart is bigger than your stomach, and your loyalty is with your friends, not with some distant, sparkling thing that's just out of reach. You're a beagle, not a shark. Yeah. Um, you want to be a shark? You don't want to no, be a shark. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm a beagle with a shark's face. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> no, I would say you're a beagle with a shark's appetite. Shark's appetite, maybe. Yeah. Because I will admit that in order to... In order to move the ball down the court over my career, there there were times where I put Some where sharky. I wanted to go above where people that people that I was with. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's I'm a just very candid admission, mm -hmm. and a lot of people have done that yeah. and don't admit. I, it. I don't I don't say that uh, I'm proud of that, but I I did do that. Um, here's another way that shows you're on your uh, right path. You own your consequences. You make decisions and you make choices, and sometimes the results of those things are not awesome, and you own it. You brought that on yourself. You know Yeah, it. and not blaming somebody else. <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly saying this to my kids. 
Um, yeah, you can do that, but those consequences are yours too. So mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. You ruin everything. Oh, that's my brand. Yeah, right. Exactly. Ask Chit Chat. Yeah. Ruining everyone's fun is yeah. what I do. All right. Next up, um, you know, you're on your right path when you know it is your life, your body, and your soul. And those who love and care for you know it. And those who don't made up their mouths, their minds about you a long time ago, and you don't, it's none of your business what they think. Read that one again. What's the, what's the, it's uh, your life, your body, and your soul. And those who don't love you the way you do and your, and your loved ones loved you. Yeah. Ain't no change in their mind. Keep yeah, moving. Yeah. That's right. You want to do some more of these? Yeah. Yeah. I do. All right. We'll pause here. Mm-hmm. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Continuing with learning about, ourselves these are the signs that you're on the right path from uh my one of my very most favorite places on the web thought catalog with my second favorite place being zappos.com but here we go um here's another sign that you are on the right path people come to you not to be their sounding board but because they genuinely would like your take on something they're dealing with your advice or your help that's very complimentary that's a sign that you're on the right path the sounding board means you stand there and listen but you really don't give your opinion or or your opinion is that's fine really helpful yeah and that's fine next up you treat yourself the same way you treat your significant other you wouldn't tell the person you love that they're ugly or crazy or lazy or their suffering is all their fault so why are you telling yourself that yeah that's a very good point that's a hard one to do. I did that to point. myself one day in here, and Sherry and Todd have not let it go. Oh my God, Max has Max has the best internal monologue of toxic self hatred of anyone I know. <laughs> and every once in a while, it bubbles out. And so I had had lack of sleep. I was rehearsing for a show, and I had lack of sleep, and I was just not doing anything right, and I couldn't think, and it all came out. And so Todd and I, it was we we had gotten in a couple minutes before you, it was before the show started. So Todd's in his little Todd house working, and I'm over here, you know, checking my horoscope, basically, is what I do. And all of a sudden, from behind the board, I hear, you are a stupid jackass moron. You can't do anything right. All you do is make mistakes. You're stupid and clumsy, and this is why nobody will ever love you. Todd and I look at each other, and and Todd goes, hey, man, just, you know. How's it going? It's not that bad. Yeah. Just do it again. I used to do that with golf at a certain period, you know. I'd go out, and and my whole goal was to break 80. I just wanted to break 80. So the first three holes, man, I am, it's par. And I'm going, I finally got it. I got the rhythm. I'm not even thinking about it. It's so natural. And then I get up, and I knock one high and right and right into the woods. And I know I'm never going to find it. And I just go... Why do you even go out? Why do you even why do you even go out in, in, in on the golf course when you're gonna do you know that you didn't pause at the top. So if you're not gonna pause at the top to give your body time to time it, why do you even show up? People don't want to be with a man that can't pause at the t- and and people will be watching me. The, the other three guys are watching me and going, ugh. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a great hole coming up because you're just talking yourself into the fact that you that you suck, but you maybe don't. It's just one shot. Last Sunday, I was so exhausted from the run up to the wedding, and and then going to all these doctor's appointments with my little baby Violet, 
and everything with, you know, with having my daughters, they're so dramatic. And of course I work for a living and, you know, I'm trying very hard to, you know, uh, be a good wife and all that. So Sunday rolls around and I decided I'm staying in this bed for as long as I possibly can. So at about 11 a.m., I look over at the clock and it says 11.02 a.m. And it was fall back. So it was actually 12.02, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sat up and said to myself, you are nothing but a lazy, useless pig. <laughs> now, I'm a lot of things. I'm some things that rhyme with cra- with lazy, but I'm not lazy. Like that is the one. No, would you agree? No, that is the no, one not, thing I'm not. Not I'm at all. Crazy, um, weird. I don't um, know what that awful. stems from. Why you would do that? Why? What would that stem from? You lazy, useless pig. And when I said it to myself, I actually started laughing. So I'm like, that is not. You cannot talk to yourself that way. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. So for the past three days, I've been mulling over whether or not I want to talk about what happened on my trip to Chicago to see my beautiful uh, grandson on the way home. You look so happy in the pictures. I was. I was. It was a great trip until we were getting ready to leave. And I've been mulling this over because I'm I'm embarrassed because of my stupidity. And so I was talking with Mary about it. And she said, no, you, you need to go ahead and get it out. This is what people expect from you. Which oh. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. I think that came out differently than she thought it would. Do you really think so? I do, yeah. Okay. So we flew on <laughs> Southwest. Let me just say at the top, this is not really a wrap on Southwest. It's got its own thing, okay? And the uh, the flight attendants were very, very nice. But it was a freaking nightmare. The entire experience going to the airport and flying, everything was a nightmare. Let's start with going to the airport. We flew into, every time I fly into Chicago, I'm on American and I land in O'Hare. And so we flew in in Southwest. There's, there's no first class, of course, not that I get it very often. And I like that. It's very egalitarian. And, um, and you board quicker on Southwest because you just get on the plane because yeah. you don't have chairman's yeah. gold-plated emerald teapot class, right? right? But, I yeah, mean, you just but getting board. off, but getting off, you don't get off quicker. You have to know how to buy a ticket, and we didn't on Southwest. If you buy a ticket and then they give they give you the ding, if you don't respond right away to the ding, <laughs> you're back. We were in row fifty-four coming and fifty-four going. 
Uh, so, and we tried every trick of the book. You have to pay thirty, forty, or fifty dollars to be able to be up front. Evidently, okay. all right. So we're way in the back. All right, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. So we checked out of the hotel, and we're getting set to go to the airport. Like I said, I always fly into O'Hare when I visit Landon. And we flew in. You know, we went and we saw my beautiful, you know, grandson Christian. His he opened, little oh, face. Oh, I hope you go on the Facebook and see. His eyes were following my movements. It was so beautiful. I had such a great time with him. So we get uh, out of the hotel and we get a cab and we get in the cab and the cab says, and where are you going? And my wife says, we're going to O'Hare. So off we go to O'Hare. The price for the uh, ride is right around 45 to 50 bucks plus tip. It's, it's out there and you just have to eat it up. And so um, we're about a mile from the airport and the cab driver says, which airline? And we said, Southwest. He said, it's not here. I went, what are you talking about? He said, it's only at Midway. Wait, I, did you land at O'Hare? No, we landed, you landed at, at, Midway. at Midway. And my wife books the tickets. When we go into the airport, you know, she, she assumes that when gotcha. I go out of the house, I could drive off a cliff so that she has to handle anything. Like, it, like if I go to the airport that I'm going to uh, try to check in at a magazine stand or something. You know, she, that's what she thinks. So she runs everything. So this is kind of on her. So I said, can you take us to Midway? He goes, yeah. Bottom line, the cab fare with tip was $130. Because first you went to O'Hare. Yeah. And then you went to right, Midway. Right. Then we uh, we get on the plane and we're back in, in uh, seat number 54 in the back of the plane. And there is, in front of us, two chatty Cathys who talked in a loud voice for two and a half hours. I mean, they talked like this. They just wanted to know, well, where are you coming from? Does your mother know that uh, you traveled this much, or do you just kind of keep it a secret? Oh, you keep it a secret? Oh, wow. Well, that must be tough around Holly. Like that for two and a half hours. And Mary is going, "Ah, could be quieter. And now I'm getting nervous that, you know, something's going to happen, that Mary's going to, you know, draw me into some sort of a, a fight with the, with the guy. Um, as we sat down, Mary said, I don't have my headphones and I want to watch a movie. Well, her bag is 14 seats ahead because that's the only space that we had. So I had like a very small window to dash and scamper up there, open it up while everybody's looking at me, go through her my, the, the bag, pull out her headphones, and, and run real back before somebody yells at me. So we put up with the, with the talking for two and a half hours, and we finally uh, get back home, and we get into the car, and I'm about to uh, go through the line to pay cash for the uh, parking for two days. There are three possibilities. I picked the one with only two cars in front of me. First car goes, the second car, I later discover, has lost her ticket. And she has to fill out a whole form. Now I'm blocked in, and I can't back up to go someplace else. So I'm sitting there for 10, 15 minutes while, while the uh, form is being filled out. Finally, I get up, and I hand the attendant the money, and she gives me the money back, and she drops it on the ground. It's $15. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't open the door because it's so close. 
I squeeze. I'm really glad I've had my children because I'm not so sure that that would be possible in the in the near future. And I'm grabbing the fifteen dollars, and there's I can see the people behind me with their headlights on, staring at. They hate me. They think yeah. Then I got to squeeze back in. I was so irritated. Mary turned to me and said, "Let's just not talk to each other for the rest of the night." (laughs) (laughs) And I said, "Listen, I get it." I totally get it. All of that. But, you know, it was still worth it. It was still worth it to see Christian. I had a nice visit. You know, the the only thing that's missing from this is you missing your flight because you went to the wrong airport. At least you made your flight. Yeah, we made the flight. Oh, by the way, when we were landing, it was a really hard landing. I mean, bang. And the uh, flight attendant came on and said, ladies and gentlemen, that rather hard landing was not the pilot's fault. It was not the plane's fault. It was the asphalt. That's Southwest. That's Southwest. <laughs> Which I, I know, I know that she's used that a lot, but you know, we had. Remember when we flew to Dallas last month? We had such a hard landing. It was like the, the they'd achieved cruising altitude and yeah. got so comfortable, and then yeah. one of them looked out the window and said, nope. "Wait, I think that's Dallas," in. and they just Bang. dropped. Off yeah, to the that's ground. right. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, we have some talk back from our app, and, and we love this is our favorite feature on the app. Let's hear what this listener, Diane, has to say. Dying here. You're talking about Lamar coming back as a pig. I am sitting here. You can probably hear the pig in the background trying to get the smartest pig we've ever owned to try to come on the trailer. This has been four weeks of trying to get him on the trailer. Actually, let me rephrase it. Four weeks... This time, it's been about four months, and he will not come on the trailer to go be turned into sausage. Shh, don't tell him. He's right there. He can hear you. Diane? (laughs) Diane, I've I've eaten your sausage. It was the best sausage I've ever had. My husband's like, woman, we need to ride out to that farm and get some more. But now that I've heard the sausage oinking, I don't know. I I can't figure that pig out because, like, I drive by some barbecue restaurants and they have, like, neon signs outside. And they've got a pig who's dancing in a frying pan. They seem to to embrace that a little bit, you know. Oh, my God. This pig's horrible. He's just will not have any part of this. Is there any way that we could just say to this pig, as I told, uh, Diane was referring to the Oddcast episode where we were debating Bob's coming back as a little girl named Taylor's High Strung Ferret <laughs> and and the People's Movie Critic is going to come back as a, as an Eaton Hog. Um, maybe this pig could be a stud pig? Well, that can't happen. I took care of that a long time ago. Oh, you gelded him. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. Maybe he could become your mascot pig since he doesn't want to at, be eaten. At this point, I think that's what he is. At least he's been this way for four months. He's just kind of the house or the the farm pig. You gotta. You know what? I, I'm gonna like be the president here. You've got to just give him a pass, a pardon. <laughs> what, what what do they call? It? They do it for the turkey every year. The pardon, yeah. The pardon, yeah. yeah. The pardon. Give him a yeah. give him a pardon. This one pig. Because here's the thing. I'm afraid that because he knows Diane. He knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows what's coming. And I'm afraid no that if we don't give him a pardon and a, and a title like farm mascot, he's going to st- start telling the other pigs what's coming, and you're going to have a revolution. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I think that's the problem. I think he watched everybody else get on the trailer and never come back. Can't the pig be, befriend a spider? 
in the barn. I, that's exact. I have. I cannot believe you just said that because I, I was going before we get through with this. I got to know about Wilbur and Charlotte. Let's really get everybody up. And you know, right after that, Todd. Is there anything we could work, like somebody got an old Shep sort of thing going? Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Maybe there's a dog in a corn crib that's foaming at the mouth that we could call Todd. Diane, how big is this pig? He's big, isn't he's a, he? He's an eaten hog, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. How, 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 much, how much? He normally, normally will take him off to butcher at about 250 pounds. He is probably getting close to He's probably over 500, working towards 600 pounds at this point. You just have to keep this pig. I'm sorry. I just, I want to understand the exciting, fast-paced world of hog farming a little better. So (laughs) on on the day that the truck comes, do you just go out and go, all right, everybody, we're going for a ride to the country, and they all get on the truck? I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. How has this clever beast dodged this? Well, okay, we have a very small little farm, very small little farm. So I just make my appointment for the butcher, and one at a time, I take them. So I back up my trailer to the to the pasture that they're in, and I use you know they follow me along with food, and they go on. I close up the door, and we just leave one at a time. You know, once every couple months or once a month or something like that, depending on how much meat we go through, um, how much meat we sell. And he was supposed to be the second one of the last batch of six that I had. He was going to be number two. Well, they are all gone. And he is still here. So on the day when you said to him, all right, sir, up you go. He he kind of looked at you and went, yeah, I don't think so. And That's wouldn't exactly get on the truck? Did. What are you going to do, Diane? No kidding. What are you going to do? I, I, honest to God, you need it, to you need to let him. Just, he's sending you a message. Well, you need you know, to you need to let him go. He's just a pet pig. I, he, I think he's just going to have to be. And he's as sweet as he can be. Yay! So we heard it here today. We heard it here today. What's his name? What's the pig's name? She hasn't named him. Okay, big boy. Big boy. Big boy. How'd you come up with that? <laughs> Like you came up with Kitty. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. Exactly. It's pretty much like Kitty here. Yeah, I mean, we can call him um, BB, like mm-hmm. Kiki, if we want. But, right, you know, right, right. Maybe I'm he'll s- become BB someday. But. I'm so torn here because I love animals. I used to have a pet pig. They're so smart. Yeah. But, but girl, your sausage is the most. Max and I were like, that is oh, the best thing we've ever stuff. eaten. <laughs> so good. And I know that this is how you earn a living and feed your family and pay your bills. Yes, it is. It is. This is just, this is my thing. This is my my farm, and uh, very little, but that's what I do. Can you absorb? Can you absorb the financial blow of letting Big Boy just be a mascot? Because I'm guessing a 600 pound hog does a fair amount of eating too. Yeah, that. <laughs> He does do a fair amount of eating. And as a matter of fact, he did a fair amount of drinking this weekend, too, because I got so desperate that we gave him some some wine and some beer, thinking he would uh, step up on the trailer. <laughs> you got too. this big drunk and he's to be killed. By the, by, by the way, can you give Big Boy a little bit of help without having to say, well, he costs quite a bit. You know, Joe, this is a small American farmer we're talking to. And she's got this. You know what, though, like girl? A- 
You partied with this animal this weekend. You that's cannot right. put him last that's weekend. Right. You it's cannot like, put him on the truck. It's like an Edgar Allan Poe story. I know, I know. It's, it's close it's to Saw. Actually, it's yeah. very getting very close <laughs> to Saw. Listen, dear, good luck with the farm. Please pardon Big Boy. Uh, we, you know what? I'll keep you guys updated. I'll tell you this. I don't like the sound of that. This is how smart he is. I once got an ex out of my house using beer and wine. That's true. This yeah. pig is one smart. And this smart one still won't go. Yeah, yeah. It's smart. It's Bob and Sherry. Okay, everybody. You've got the best. Hi, Blue Radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. Some of us peak in high school and some of us have never really left high school, even though we are perhaps parents working in a business. Check this out. There is a guy whose name is Brett Bland. I think that's a tough Mr. Bland. That's a tough name. His name is Brett Bland and he works at an Acura dealer in League City, Texas. And he had a ton of trouble over the past few years with his boss, a guy named Jeremy Pratt. He says that Jeremy, his boss, would, quote, reinforce dominance over his subordinates by doing things like taunting them. He would come up and pinch their nipples and pass gas in their offices and then shut the door. Jeremy, (laughs) Jeremy wound up. Yes. Jeremy, the boss guy, wound up. He didn't own the place, but he was like the GM or something. He uh, wound up getting fired after he sent a text to a bunch of employees with a joke about Brett being a sex offender. But Brett says that his other bosses seemed to resent him for getting Jerry fired. And they let Jeremy hang around the dealership even though he was fired. And they allowed him to continue to harass people. So Brett just filed a defamation suit against Jeremy and the dealership. He did not specify how much money he was looking for. That is the dealership from hell to work for. This guy is coming up to me and pinching my nipples, and then he's coming in here and passing, you know what? What? Closing the door. He gets fired because you can't do that. And then they say, hey, man, come on back. I know you've been fired. Just kind of drive them crazy. What would you do if another man in this building came up and tweaked your nipples? I I would have. As you, Bob Lacey, what would you do? You want, I mean, you'd be you shocked. The, do you want? You'd be you'd yeah. be shocked. There'd have you'd have you'd need a bit to process what had just happened. I think what I would probably do, I would be shocked. I would probably say, "What are you doing, man? What is that?" <laughs> and and if he came toward me, I just I'd push him back. And then after that, I'd call Todd, <laughs> <laughs> the enforcer. When was the last time anyone did that to you? Um, about a week ago. <laughs> no, seriously. Another man did that. No, my that wife. To you. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> when was the last time of, of that happened to you, Max? Ever? Maybe I was thirteen. Maybe. Exactly. These these guys are probably in their thirties, thirties and forties. I, I don't I don't have a picture of them there. But if if you're the general manager, I mean, it's not a big city, obviously, in Texas. But if you're the general manager and you got kids to support, or even if you're single, you you need the money coming in. Are you going up to people and 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 twisting their nipples? <laughs> High school never goes away for some guys. It's just the mindset behind that. I know. I think it's important to keep a childlike sense of wonder, but there's we were talking things. about that. The other yeah, day. there are yeah. certain things that you have to leave behind. But childhood. the sense of wonder can't be. I wonder if you're a human being. God. The idea of a grown man doing that to another grown man at work, like I just can't. You know, if you if you had, and this guy is his superior. 
so once he does it, every time you're near him, you're jumpy. You've got to get your arms crossed. I know. And then the guy's saying, hey, I see your arms crossed. That sends a bad negative message. Don't you realize that? We're salespeople. Oh, my God. All the tormenting. And then they let the guy hang around the dealership. Why? Because he's fun? Like, that's the part. I don't know. They let him hang around. They had to fire him. But they said, come on back. Like a mascot? Like a mascot. I guess he'd have to get another job, but they allowed him to come around. So so poor, uh, what was the guy's name? Bland. Bland, yeah. yeah. Brett Bland. He still sees him out there. And the guy's probably taunting him, you know, in the Making parking lot. Making gestures. <laughs> Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. All right, well, you have our free app. You can tap the mic and talk back. And um, we we got this message from Heidi. Hey, Bob and Sherry. It's Heidi. Um, Just got done listening to the Lamar uh, podcast. Just kind of wondering why you didn't call it Lamar in the car. And why Bob didn't take a shower. That's not like Bob. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. Thanks. Um can, can I just uh, say that if I had uh, probably a hundred cows behind me, I I would have called attention to it if I were calling someone. But Heidi is from Wisconsin, so, uh, America's dairy land. But maybe you say something like, hey, Bob and Sherry, it's Heidi. Oh, don't mind those. Those are the cows that I work with. But Heidi doesn't even hear the she cows doesn't. anymore. If, if anybody disagrees that Wisconsin is America's dairy land, that puts it to bed. Right Heidi, we, we have Heidi on the phone because we were so intrigued. Heidi, there were so many cows and they were so loud. It was like they were right next to your phone. What do you do? Well, I'm actually, um, well, I farm with my husband and his parents. But yes, it was. it's a dairy farm and those were actually calves. Those were the babies behind me. Really? And those were, yeah. So I have about 125 of them. And it was about 10 minutes before I was about to feed them. So they saw oh. me and they always associate me with feeding them so that's why they were bellowing but yes i'm like numb to the sound like deaf to it i don't even hear it isn't that something it was wow. really loud like it max was. max i think he must have listened to your message i don't know how many times because he was obsessed with those cows so so heidi i'm so interested in your lifestyle you you met this fella he's a dairy farmer his parents have the dairy farm and and then you got married and you moved in with his parents Oh, no, we didn't do that. Oh. Um, we live on a, a house. Like We all kind of live on the farm, you know, uh-huh. in separate houses. Though. Oh, and, um, okay. I worked off the farm in marketing for quite a while, and I mm-hmm. just, um, like four years ago, quit my job to stay at home and raise our daughters and help my husband farm. This is the most American thing I've ever heard. God bless you. You're keeping the American spirit alive in very tumultuous times. That's great, Heidi. And your yes. name is Heidi yes. on top of everything. Wow. I know, right? Yes, That's it's a great it's a great lifestyle, and we love it, and we love raising our girls because we can work alongside with them and mm-hmm. show them, you know, from caring animals to I mean, you know, it's it's we get to show them the circle of life, and that's well, very important. So, what's know. a typical day? How early do you have to get up to feed those calves? I get up around four o five, and I'm down at the barn by four twenty five, and then I start my day, you know. Um, Calves always get a washed and sterilized bucket for each feeding. So I'm washing buckets and putting clean ones out and washing bottles and getting everything prepped. And then they're usually fed by six. And then we do water and grain and bedding. And then um, we treat all our newborn calves with a probiotic and a multivitamin. 
and to help get them healthy and off to a good start. And so I'm kind of done for the morning. I have to, I'll run my daughter to school here shortly, but then I go back and I do more bedding and more cleaning and care that they need. Let me just say this. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's an amazing, and you have to do that seven days a week, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Holidays, everything. Because we heard that there's, there's no vacations or, or holidays when you run a dairy farm. It's hard. Like my husband and I have a business trip coming up and we are still, we're supposed to leave Sunday and we're still a little unsure if we'll be able to make it because he's been combining corn and we got to get the corn off before we can leave. So it's, yeah, it's always at the last minute. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, And so will you keep all the calves who grow up to be cows, to be milk cows or... Okay. Yeah, we raise all our heifers, and um, the bulls we keep for a while, and some of those we sell, and those move on. Um, so if we have a calf born with like any sort of disability or it's kind of deformed, we do keep those. I, I have such a big heart, and I just ethically cannot get rid of it, so it stays with me through oh, the adult life. Oh, you are a wonderful person, Heidi. And do you name yeah. them, and, and do they all have kind of oh, distinct yeah. personalities? Yes, they're all very different. Like, you have some that are curious, and you have some that are just kind of really social, and they want to be pet, Um, and some that just kind of are just there. Like, they just kind of want to be left alone, and that's fine, too, but we do have our Call that one Um, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you need a name. Yeah. What are are the names of your cows that you you keep? Well, we have, we're currently milking over 830 cows right now, so we have about 1,700 on our farm total Mm -hmm. that's calves all the way up to cows. Yeah. So not all have names. No, no, I know, but what the ones that do, I, I figured that. Uh, um, peanut, um, what else do we have? We have Oreo, we have double stuff, ice cream, butter. These are all um, my nicknames. This is amazing. Right. <laughs> um, so we don't great. have sweet meat yet. <laughs> you need to get, you need to name one of your calves sweet meat because that's what my husband calls me. I now, should, yes. Girl, let me ask you, so, um, do the calves, do they imprint on you when they're very tiny? Because you're kind of like, you're like doing like mama stuff yeah. for them. Yeah, they do because um, once they move out of the calf barn and I go back up to, to where their bed or they kept, they're kept after, um, I'll walk up in there and they like know it's me. They can sense it's me and they'll come to me or they will move um, a lot easier for me in their pens. Like if we have to move them in their pen to clean or to do vaccinations, um, they seem to respond a little bit better. They stay calmer when it's myself. And then I have another co-worker, Bree. And so when her and I are in there working with the animals, they seem to be a little bit more calm. because You, you, are, you are living such a beautiful, pure life. I just love it. Can we hear the cows behind Heidi again? And mm-hmm. her message. Now yeah. that we know that they're hungry babies. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. For, no. as, here we go. As we go out here. Hey, Bob and Sherry. It's Heidi. Um, just got done listening to the Lamar uh, podcast. Just kind of wondering why you didn't call it Lamar in the car and why Bob didn't take a shower. That's not like Bob. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. I took him Thanks. when I got home, finally. I did. I swear I, I did. I like when she said, why didn't Bob take a shower? The one cow went, oh. <laughs> it's Bob and Shay. 
Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Uh, We're all worried that we may put on a few pounds because goodies are everywhere, even where you work. You know, all of a sudden candy and, and cookies and all this stuff shows up. And so I was interested in this article about emotional eating. This is this is why we overeat sometimes. It's emotional eating. And there are three examples. Number one, boredom or a feeling of emptiness. That's when maybe you got nothing going on romantically. It's Saturday night. You're not even hungry. But boy, the mint chocolate chip ice cream is so close. And you go in there and you eat the whole thing. That's not good. How How do you combat that? What should you do when you're doing that? When you're eating out of boredom? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're it's doing because it. of anger, fear, shame, and even uh, sometimes even actually happiness can do it. You're so happy you're going to eat the entire pizza. Well, yeah, just find something different to eat. In other words, don't eat pizza. But no one, no one who's craving pizza says, you know what? Celery. I think I can get some celery. <laughs> it just it just does not work. You're that exactly way. right. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever, as a kid, or even now? Get a stalk of celery and put cream cheese in it? No. You never did that? No. That was like a staple of my childhood. And I've seen people put peanut butter on celery. I do that too. And I will eat peanut butter on a piece of old notebook paper, but I'm not putting it on celery. What are you fighting celery for? It's crunchy and cold. No, I like celery, but the crunchy juiciness of celery and peanut butter is weird for me as a texture. No, that's the right combination. I want you to try it with cream cheese. Do you eat cream cheese? On a bagel. Mm, all right. Uh, here's another emotional eating situation. Socializing. I find myself doing yeah, this. Yeah, that's where I get caught. You're over at a football party or something like that, and there's the rotel. Because it's food that I don't have at home. Yes. Go to Todd's house. It's oh, yeah. Tough. Oh, yeah. You he can overeat says, there. Not only does he have stuff that's bad for you, it's really good. It's really good. But you say to yourself, this is Todd food. And Todd yeah. food doesn't count in the yeah, same way. Why do we fool ourselves about certain foods not counting? You know Todd what I food mean? It does not count. You know why? Because it takes so long to drive to his house that by the time you get there, you're, you need the calories you have to, to survive. Do it. Yeah, that's true, too. So that's why Todd food doesn't count. He's it's not going to invite you anymore. It's true. I've got a Dairy Queen in my hand on a road trip with Mary, and she. Uh, I pull up and I say, you want a Dairy Queen, too? No, I don't want a Dairy Queen. So I'm eating the Dairy Queen, and she's staring at it. All of a sudden, she snatches it and takes like three big bites. When, like, when, it, like it doesn't really exist. When we're on the road, we'll stop at a gas station. And uh, we'll get gas, and then we'll go in, and we'll get some iced tea, 
and some uh, uh, spicy Cheez-Its and some M&M's and some Twizzlers and like maybe some donut holes. And you know why? Because we're working on the road and we deserve it. It's the road and all that yeah. driving. And for me, backseat driving is cardio. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's the road. That's exactly right. When I go to the beach, sometimes I'll take the dog. Mary's off doing something with a friend. I'll take the dog to the beach. And so I'm driving and there's Zaxby's, right? So I'm going, hmm, Zaxby's. I'm going to get, and Todd turned me on to these, by the way. I'm going to get those chicken fingers, the large chicken fingers. And it comes with fries and with some sort of uh, salty coating on it. And uh, I don't know, I guess that's all I get. It's like 1,200 calories. But I just say to myself, hey, this is a long ride. I'm driving. I'm driving. I deserve it. I deserve it. Uh, Here's the third emotional eating thing. Childhood habits that carry over into adulthood. For me, that may be number one. And again, we're back to our friend Pizza. Childhood habits that carry over to adulthood. Yep. Um, like Oreos and peanut butter and jelly, that sort of stuff. Or Progresso uh, New England style clam chowder. Oh, the white stuff. The white yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. But mostly pizza and good cheeseburgers. I mean, I've been eating cheeseburgers since since I was like five. My most um, definite childhood food habit is peanut butter and jelly. I could eat peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, you've always been that way. In fact, I have a peanut butter sandwich I'm going to eat for lunch today. I love peanut butter and jelly. It's just peanut butter on bread? Mm -hmm. Today it is. Because because it was like three extra steps to get some jelly and I was tired. But today (laughs) it's just peanut butter, yeah. Yeah. So those those are the three main ones that we emotionally overeat. Oh, and the other thing I like... The marshmallow treats inside a box of Lucky Charms. The cereal itself tastes like horse food, but the marshmallow treats, hmm, and you can that. buy them by, you can buy on Amazon, probably somewhere else, I don't know, but on Amazon, you can buy just the marshmallow treats. I'll tell you, that Rotel dip with um, chunks of uh, hamburger in that it, doesn't do that's, and they spice it me. up, and then you get the Doritos with the little scoop things. I will stand by a bowl of that and fight you off. You know what I made last year, last winter? Because the other time that you overeat is when it's cold outside. You say to yourself, it's so cold. Yeah. I think I need to eat a whole tray of pepperoni pizza dip. (laughs) Right. To survive. Right. As though you're in any danger, right? (laughs) Inside your house. Yeah, there there may be no food for the rest of the month. I better eat it all. Basically, you take everything you would need to make a pepperoni pizza except the dough. You bake it in the oven. And when it's all melted and gooey, you dip things in it like Mm -hmm. pita chip. Yeah. Or your whole hand. Right. Or a spoon. Yeah, right? that's right. That's your right. Your face, whatever it is. It's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you need it to survive once the temperature drops below 50. Oh, yeah. If it's below 50, I got to eat this entire meatloaf. It's Bob and Sherry. Get the free Bob and Sherry app and instantly get the podcast, the oddcast, and Bob and Sherry fun size. There's a compilation online of embarrassing things that people have done publicly, so I'm going to go through them. Tell me if you've done any of these things. You ready? I'm ready. I probably have. Said you too to somebody when they said happy birthday to you. Or um, thank you. You too. You too. No problem. Fallen over in the street. Yeah. You fell in the street? When I was pregnant with Olivia. You did? Mm -hmm. Why did you fall? I tripped. Oh. 
fallen into someone on public transport because you weren't holding on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never done that. Gone to sit in a chair but missed it and fell on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Attempted to kiss someone on the cheek and accidentally kissed them on the mouth. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, attempted to kiss your parents, uh, your your friend's parents on the cheek and accidentally kissed them on the mouth. Mm. I haven't had that. No. Hooked your laptop up to a screen to give a work presentation and accidentally showed everyone you were what you were Googling online beforehand, and it was embarrassing. No. Called your teacher mom or dad. Yep. Did you do that? Get close to the mic. Yes, I did. Did you do? I saw somebody do that once. and, and In the, first grade. It, this was like in third grade, and everybody laughed at him. I called Miss Lemon mommy. Yep. Oh, do people laugh at you? No, I was in first grade. We were all crying. <laughs> <laughs> We're all having a day. You know, that's so true. At one point or other in first grade, almost everybody We cries. all want it, Mommy. You yeah. know, it doesn't get any better, does it? Wow. You know, I never cried in school for my mother. I remember her dropping me off in kindergarten. You never missed th- your mommy? Um, it's not that I didn't miss her. I just kind of assimilated and I just, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be in this room with these kids. I'm going to get a cookie at one point and some milk because I was told that ahead of time. And that'll be nice. And then I get to take a nap. Jeez. It's kind of like today. (laughs) (laughs) Accidentally called somebody you've been casually dating, your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Nah. You know, I used to worry about that. I used to worry about, you know, just getting caught. I'm I'm dating someone casually. And they say, and who's this? Oh, that's my girlfriend, so-and-so. Because there's a time where you, you know, that person does cross over. It's a little, there are ways that it's a little more clear now. Like, you know, you'll hear someone say, well, we're Instagram official, which is, that's, oh, yeah. that's like, you know, that yeah, yeah. this person is legitimately your girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, forgot somebody's name and then had to just constantly refer to them as you. I think yep. everyone has yep. been there. Forgot somebody's name and referred to them as the wrong name. I did that on the air. I had two guys. They were, I, I, I don't know who they were. They were minor country singers, and I was interviewing them at an all-night show. And one one of them, let's call him Hillbilly Al, and the other one was uh, Gene. And I said, we're here with two of the great stars, up-and-coming stars of country music, Hillbilly Al and Gene. So, Hillbilly Al, when did you start? I'm Gene. <laughs> that was not good. Can we do some more of these coming up? Yeah. All right, we'll do some more of these. It's Bob and Sherry with you this morning. It's the best Bob and Sherry. That's the best. You guys kill me. I love you, Bob and Sherry. Oh, thank Thank you you. so much. Okay, so we're having some fun this morning with things that people admitted they have done publicly that was embarrassing. Have you done any of these things? Let's start off with this one. Loudly sang the wrong part to a song in public. The Um, The closest I've come with that would be in church. And, um... So I'm in uh, an ex's parents' church. I can't remember the song. And we're all standing up in the church, and they're very serious religious people. And I, I don't remember the song, so I'll use Amazing Grace. And I'm doing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. And take a wretch like me, I once was, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Twas grace, and then I don't know. But everybody knows around me. And I'm going like, Twas grace which is good. 
And Grace. starts with a G. And starts with a G. <laughs> oh, Grace is so very good. And, and you're going, I hope no one can hear me here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Had somebody walk in on you when you were on the toilet. That happens to everybody. There's an, If you get through life without that happening to you, congratulations. I don't think it's ever happened to me. No but one's ever walked in. I don't in think so. No, the bathroom. But I, I walked in on somebody, a guy, and uh, he was sitting down, and I, uh, I just this is recently. I felt so badly about it. The guy, but the guy said, "Don't worry about it," and just put his hand. Was up. it someone you knew? Yeah. yeah. That's worse. Wouldn't you, you have rather it was a stranger? Oh yes, of course, because now we have this thing. This- there's this, this, new, this really, yeah, this new relationship, this new bond, right? That's right. Um, have you ever been caught staring at someone? Yes, yes, I have too. You know when it's bad when when you're there aren't that many really just absolutely beautiful men or women in the world. I mean, let's just face it, there aren't, right? But once in a while, you'll see someone, and you go, "Oh my God, look at her! She's just stunning." And so you're just kind of looking at her, you know, not being You almost creepy. can't help it. You almost can't help it. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, she yeah. catches you and she probably gets this all the time. And she thinks that, you know, you're imagining something about her. Right. And you're not. You're just kind of looking at her. And that's embarrassing. Um, thought you had another step when you were going down the stairs and lost all it. the time. God, you're clumsy. I really am. I'm, I Why am, are you so clumsy? I am covered in mystery bruises and cuts and scrapes. Really? On it, it, it is a rare day when I don't like get undressed and go, how'd that happen? Do you want to see a mystery bruise I just found last Co- night in myself? I Yeah, I'm like go- you don't have to ask. I'm going to have to pull up my pants. I have shorts on. All right, let me see. Stand up. Oh my God, Bob. I know. I have no idea how I got that. That's ferocious. Yeah, I think I got it here in the studio, banging, banging into, into something. something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going outside with tags still on your clothing. Yes. Yeah. You've done that. Yeah. I had a yeah. friend of mine. I won't mention his name. He got married. He bought a white suit for the wedding. It was held at a friend's house, and he didn't take the tags off the uh, sleeve of the. Oh, the, uh, like the cuff of the sleeve. And it yeah, and it's, yeah. it it said one hundred and ninety nine dollars. And and he didn't know it. And then he he's up at the altar area. They had a makeshift altar, and everybody's in folding chairs. And he walks down the aisle with his bride. I mean, this was a we were we were very young. He was very he was in his twenties. And then he turned to the and people started laughing, and he had no idea what they were laughing at. And they were laughing at. He a, paid good money for that jacket. He, did, back he spent in the a day. lot. He yeah. spent well. It was a suit. It was a suit. Uh, thought you were locked in a bathroom, panicked and called for help. And when help arrived, you realized you just didn't twist the lock the wrong way. The right way, rather. <laughs> well, I got caught in the bathroom with Mary in Italy when we were on vacation two years ago in the hotel. And the uh, busboy had, had, had to scale the, uh, the fence to get into the room. Yeah, so there you are. Well, these things happen, right? You know, we're all I, just human. I think that um, the best... If you can just, when this happens to you, if you can just laugh at yourself. Yeah, you have to. The idea of having your day or your life ruined just because you did something stupid. Yeah, but have you ever had a busboy open up the uh, bathroom door while people down below applaud? No, I've never locked myself in a bathroom in a hotel. Be graceful about it, right?
right. It is the Bob and Sherry Show. Thank you so much for being with us. Get the new Bob and Sherry app. Instantly get the podcast and oddcast. All right. We've got Ginger with us right now. Hi, Ginger. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? Good. Now, is Ginger your name because you have red hair or that's just your name? Uh, kind of both. It is my name and I do have red hair. Oh, very good. Well, thanks for joining us. And what are we talking about right now? Uh, well, I heard your uh, talk earlier about maximum overdrive. And my son told me I had to call in because that was our bad movie this year. Um, so every year my family gets together, just us and our kids, and the weekend before school starts, we have bad movie night. I love it. This is great. Movies. This is great. And who chooses? Uh, we all kind of do. So sometimes it just depends. who We put everybody in a pod and... Um, we choose several of them, and then we kind of narrow it down and, and pick one from the list. So we all kind of pitch in. Uh, Stephen King is loving this show right now, isn't he? <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's talked about Maximum Overdrive as much as we have recently. No one talked about Maximum Overdrive when it was out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So tell us some other bad movies you've had with Bad Movie Night. Uh, well, it started with Popeye uh, with Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. Uh, we had The Blob, um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and last year we watched Terror of Tiny Town. And, and how old are wait, your kids? Wait, wait, back it up right there. I need to know more about Terror of Tiny Town. <laughs> oh, that's you not, a classic. Are you not familiar with this movie? No. Oh, it's classically bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can actually see it on YouTube. Um, it's only an hour long, and it was made in 1938, and it's a Western with all little people. Um, for real. Like, yeah. it's not a cartoon. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's notorious. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. How How old are your children? Um, well, I have a 23-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 14-year-old. All right. And so- we've, been, we've been doing this since about 2008. I love this. And you know what? When they grow up and have their own kids, they're gonna, this is a tradition. They'll continue. And they're going to do the same oh, movies. This is genius. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, they start talking about it in early August. Of what are we going to pick? And they really take it seriously. They start they start researching and trying to find the worst movie they can find. And <laughs> so let's talk for a minute about Maximum Overdrive. We're the show that's about animals and Maximum Overdrive lately. Um, Bob, it's a narrow audience, but we love you. But we specialize. You, you got to pick your brand and yeah. then know it, right? Let, so be, before you get into that, I just want to make mention that I out of the blue, saw Maximum Overdrive and said it's one of the worst movies I've ever, I've ever seen. And people have come to my, to my defense, Bob, especially Ginger. Ginger, Bob was so outraged by how bad this movie is. What for you, it's hard to pick what for him was the worst, but what for you is the baddest part of the badness of this bad movie? Well, it has now become a family quote um, that we have been saying since we saw it in August or several weeks ago, and it's when, and I can't remember the girl's name, it's the girl with the high-pitched voice that does the, the she and her her new husband are out um, traveling, and it's when she screams, Curtis, are you dead? Yeah, she's so annoying, that character. She dr- The idea that this guy has to spend the rest of his life with her, I felt so sorry for him. She drives me crazy. I know. And, uh, how about that, how about that part where the, the trucks are circling the truck stop? 
and the guy who owns the truck stop just happens to have like a bazooka <laughs> and, and a bazooka ammunition, and they only take out you know, one truck. You know, Bob, you've mentioned know, right? this. You've mentioned this a couple of times. Do you realize that a nightclub that was about three hundred yards from our studio, they went in and raided it, and one of the things that they found in that nightclub, the last night it was open, was a, a bazooka. No, a, a shoulder-held bazooka. They said we found ammunition, we found arms, and a bazooka. Where do you get a bazooka? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I just, I. Why can't they just stand there and take them all out? I know. That's what I thought. Sherry and I, I think we're both going to steal this idea. This is a fantastic <laughs> idea. It's it's a lot of fun. It's really a lot of fun. And we have a really good time trying to pick stuff. And, um, you know, we have a list already of things to watch. Um, I think we were trying to do a. Um, a uh, double feature this year, but it never happened, and we were going to watch Catwoman. You know what? Oh, that would have been quite a double feature. I wish Norman Rockwell were still alive. I would have him go over to your house and paint your family. (laughs) I think you're the last family in America that is doing something together. Everybody is scattered to other rooms, you know? Yeah. And here's your family just before everybody goes back to school and you get together. You need to get Plan 9 from outer space. Have you oh, seen that yeah, one? That's on our list. Is that yeah. on your list? That is on our list. We did do. Um, we did watch the Vincent Price Dracula a few years ago. Um, um, in how about the, how about the hottie and the naughty? I don't. I don't know. That's. A, I, I don't know. Seen, that's a family I movie. That one. It may not sure be a family, a family movie. movie. No, you, okay. you, you, there are some things that are really bad, but you still don't want yeah, your kids to see yeah. them. Yeah. Well, Ginger, yeah, maybe when they're older. Ginger, I <laughs> hope so many people listening to this steal your family tradition because I love it. It's terrific. You know I that so. that would be a good one to do around Christmas time. It'd be perfect. What, if you have or Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. or Thanksgiving when everybody's there, everybody's together. That'd be a blast. Yeah. Santa Claus versus the Martians. That's another oh, that's bad one. one. Yeah. So we'd love to have you on the show. You can DM us on Facebook, email us at bobandsherry.com, shoot us a talk back on our app. And next up on the show, that's all about maximum overdrive and animals. <laughs> What your dog thought of Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. OMG, I was on Reddit and I found this thread, um, things that flight attendants won't tell you. Uh-huh. And I didn't like it. And so, of course, I must share now so that others can feel as I feel. Okay. So this is like the story behind the story with flying in an airplane? Yeah. And it's not all like, you know, a bucket of rusty bolts and good luck. Okay. Good. In some ways, for you and for me, it's worse. Mm. One flight attendant said, trust me, the plane is disgusting. Don't walk around barefoot and definitely don't eat your mint after it fell on the floor like Mr. Seat 3A did the other day. You know, I believe that. Do you remember, were you with me on the flight? I don't know if it was Mary or if it was you. And the flight attendant came on and said, we're going to be making a final pass through the cabin. If you could give us any of your trash right now, that would be very, very helpful. Because we as the flight crew are responsible for cleaning the plane after you get off. I always assumed there were some people in white 
uniforms that came in with a vacuum and some, you know, wiping materials. But well, the, I've seen and I'm them. not saying I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But in the case of the flight that I took, it was the flight attendants who were going to be doing the cleaning. Maybe it only happens once a day. Because I swear I've seen mm-hmm. that crew, but right, they don't right. come on between every flight. No, they don't. All right, here's another one. Pilot here, don't drink the coffee. The water comes from the onboard system that has the fill port right next to the port the lavatories are drained from. Mm. That water system ru- routinely fails E. coli checks. Don't wow. drink the coffee. Don't drink the coffee. Bring your own. Another one. Never get seats by the bathroom. Here's why. When the toilet breaks down, the mechanics come in Take it apart and put all the toilet parts on those seats. Oh, I've got to believe they cleaned that up. Come on. Really? Yes. Really? You're going to take a toilet part, put it where somebody's, a customer is going to sit. Come on. Yeah. I just don't, I don't want it to be anywhere near the bathroom. There's people standing right next to you all, all the time. I got to believe any day now I'm going to look amazing in a thong. You know, you believe what you believe. I'll believe what I believe. All right. What's the next one? Um, Here we go. We don't wash or replace the blankets or pillows, but they're in those bags. Mm-hmm. They're in those sealed bags. Here's another one. As you're boarding the aircraft, we're judging you because we need to be able to establish what kind of flight we're about to have. I bet that's the case. I believe that. I think, I think they replace the covers on the pillows, but I believe they are judging. Oh, I know. Yeah. Case. And you know what? Um, if you've dealt with a pain in the neck or two, you know... That week as a flight attendant, you probably want a heads up that this could be a problem. My brother can spot him. He can spot him. What does he say? What does he say? Well, I mean, he just tells me. He's He's a flight attendant. Yeah, and I'll say to him, I'll say, have you ever had trouble, you know, on an airplane? He'll be like, yeah. And I'm like, can you tell? And he's like, oh, yeah. Especially, you know, the ones that he likes. Well, he doesn't really like, but the ones he can spot right away are the guys that fly in coach, but then they get enough miles and they bump up to business or first class mm-hmm. and they start getting those free cocktails. Now they've already had three or four in the bar mm-hmm. at the airport. Yeah. And then all right. of a sudden they start getting a little loaded, you know, yeah. they have yeah. no restraint and it, which eventually by the end of the flight, if especially if it's international, they'll be restrained oh. by zip ties by my brother. How often does that happen? He's done you? it multiple times. He has? He has, yeah. He, he's had to put he, the guy in a zip tie. He's, yep. They've had the air, they've had to call the air marshal a couple of times where they've, the air marshals come out of the back. So, and boy, Eric, Eric's, I don't want to sit next to him. Like you said, he, he says it's amateur hour because mm-hmm. these guys, you know, that's. Mm-hmm. He practiced that on Todd when they were kids. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're lucky they don't get the water torture he used to do on me. Listen, I took a, uh, a flight between the East Coast and uh, Hawaii. And we had a refuel in San Francisco, and it was open bar. It was a uh, charter. And, and, and I mean, there were like 200 people, but it was an open bar. And this one guy got so drunk, we had, to, we had to take him off the plane and leave him in San Francisco. And then there was a lawsuit because he didn't get to go to Hawaii. I mean, I'm of two minds about being completely blotto on a plane. Like, I'll have a Bloody Mary, but I'm not, I'm not going to get wasted on a plane. Right. Here's thought number one. Well, if something happens, I might as well be three sheets to the wind. Thought number two, if something happens and I'm three sheets to the wind, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't... Yeah, if there's a chance for you to save yourself somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and now I can't figure out which side is the door. Yeah. All right, here's another one. When you ask us to change the temperature, we say yes, and we pretend to do it, but we don't really do it. Planes are colder because if we hit turbulence, warm temperatures make the chance of someone puking much higher. No idea oh, why. Oh, wow. That's interesting. 
Yeah. That is so interesting. So cooler, a cooler climate. In the plane makes you less likely yeah, to throw up. Yeah. Uh, these are secrets that flight attendants had on Reddit. Here's another one. Nearly every aircraft has human remains on board in the cargo bin. It's just how it works. People being transported back to their final resting place. The surprising thing there is nearly every aircraft. Nearly every aircraft. Wow. Yeah. You want to? Pa- I have a couple more of these. You want to pause yeah. and we'll come back. Yeah, that's All right, right. A few more. And if secrets. you're going to the airport, you have a good flight today. <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah. All right. Some more secrets from flight attendants. Don't drink we, the coffee. When we come back, it's Bob and Sherry. It's stuff you won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry Podcast on the Bob and Sherry app. All right, so if you're just joining us, I was um, deep diving in this Reddit thread, secrets about flying that flight attendants know and that you don't. And some of these are fascinating. Like one flight attendant posted that nearly every aircraft has human remains on board inside the cargo bin, which makes complete sense when you think about it. You know, it's kind of like every cruise ship. Has the same thing. Yeah, because I just elderly I didn't people. There would be that many. You know how many thousands and thousands of flights there are? Nearly every flight. And then a mm. pilot said, "Don't drink the coffee, right? Because uh, the water on these planes tests positive for E. coli a lot. Like, don't drink the coffee." So as I was um, reading these Reddit posts, it made me think about like how in the old days, not only was flying like a more glamorous thing. Yep. But flight attendants did not get any respect. And I found this hysterical old United Airlines commercial from like 1968. Listen to this. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. Graduation day at United Stewardess College. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morning. It's a happy day for the girls and their parents. I'm so excited, just can't wait to fly. So kiss me and smile for me. Above all, it's a day when the friendly skies become even friendlier. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Soon I will be back again by the friendly skies of United. Boy, times have changed. Well, they were called girls. They were called girls. And then there's the, uh, by the way, John Denver wrote that song, and that was a hit. They were treated like waitresses, and and that is not the world we're living in today. And kiss me and say goodbye. Yeah. The horrifying hats they had oh, to the wear, hats. they were terrible. You're too young to remember the campaign that really raised eyebrows back then. I think it was around that time, and they had to stop it. They had some really attractive young women in the stewardess outfits, and they're coming down the aisle, and they would just stop. Hi, I'm Janice. Fly me. <laughs> and then it, then it would cut to another one. Hi, I'm Abigail fly me and that went on for i don't know how long but for quite a while until feminists because it was the dawn of feminism finally said we know what you're doing we we know what the euphemism is and of course the airline is saying no it's just you're you're flying i'm diane i've got 747s to miami fly me i'm terry i've got great connections in miami all over the sunshine states of america fly me I'm Marisa. I've got nonstop flights to Miami every day. Fly me. I can't believe you got that that fast. Right. I mean, that's amazing, Max. If I walked into anyone's office here and said, I'm Sherry, 
they wouldn't think fly was coming out next. There'd be a me in there, but it wouldn't be fly. Here's another secret flight attendant say that you don't know. Unless you are extremely lucky and that aircraft just rolled out of the hangar after major maintenance, there will absolutely be something broken in it. An aircraft can have a whole host of parts be broken and still be allowed to fly. You know, I have to jump in here because a friend of mine worked and actually was a CEO with a company that builds airplane parts. And he says every single plane has redundancies. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, thing that you have to re- you know realize, yeah, some, a bolt could come off, but there's redundancies everywhere. Dude, there was something wrong with the axle of the Starship Dancer size, and that thing kept rolling. There you go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's another one. When people ask the reason for a delay, we usually give them a BS response because the real stock answer would spook passengers. We say, we have a minor technical problem and engineers are on their way. But in reality, the answer is more like, Ladies and gentlemen, the cabin pressure isn't working, which would freak people out. And finally, and I I learned this fairly recently, and it is wrong, wrong, wrong. During delays at the gate, we don't get paid, so we're just as ticked off as you are, probably more. Is that right? They do not get paid until the airplane door is locked and the wheels are going. Yeah, yeah. They are working for free, and I think that's wrong. How about that? You know, all of that is kind of disturbing. But you know what's really amazing about flying in the era that we live in? The idea that you can go from New York to Los Angeles in five hours. And cheaply. Is, is really pretty I amazing mean, well, and land right there at LAX. Relatively cheaply. Yeah. But can you imagine, do you know what the pioneers would have given? Here they are, they're walking their covered wagons across the continental yes. U.S. Yes, And we're all like, oh my God, my flight is late. Yeah, they still wouldn't drink that coffee though. No. They would not drink that coffee. <laughs> no. You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. So the newspaper Daily Mirror asked their readers to rate their partners in a variety of activities and situations. So I'm going to read what the readers came up with on average. And then as we go along... If you're in your car and you're listening, rate your partner. Number one, making an effort with their partner's family and parents. The average reader said B minus. That's pretty good. I don't think that's all Uh, that bad. A lot of people would love to have a B minus in there. Yeah. Um, Mary's parents have passed. They they died early. So I guess I get an A plus. But uh, I think when I look back with other relationships... I I I get a B plus. No, you've you've always been good about. I yeah. No, you get you've always been good about this. Yeah, it was it because I was codependent. For I don't care why you do the right thing. Uh huh. Do the right thing as long as it's done yeah. right. Okay. Uh, romance overall, readership got a C plus. I you know I can't I don't know what other women want. I love me some romance. I want some romance. Forever. Yeah. See this, this. I think it started off probably as an A minus, and then after ten years, it goes to a C plus. I mean, Is I that, want some romance. So you don't like that at all. Where should where should where should he be rated? I feel like an A is a solid grade to a, a, 
achieve. Okay. Um, B means buddy work harder. C means can't keep up at this pace. You need an A for All romance. Right. All right. Yeah. No, I understand. I think you do very well with that. Too. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, aren't you quite the catch today? That's why you brought this, didn't you? Uh, so that you could well, be praised. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> uh, being spontaneous. C was the average response. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not as spontaneous as I should be. I like to plan things out. You are not spontaneous. But what, are you supposed to be everything? Why did you say that like that? Because it's true. You're not. No. You don't like spontaneous. No, did you hear what he said? No, you're no, not. You're, not you're a big drag. I'm no, not. I mean, honestly, no, you are not. not. You are You are already looking for vacations for the next summer. I mean, the summer is barely over for one season, and you're already looking to the next summer to see where you're going on vacation. Well, excuse me for enjoying being on vacation. They say that most Americans should take more because they get burned out. Spontaneity for you is nothing but trouble. Yeah. 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 You don't like spontaneity. It ends up with you yelling at somebody. Yeah. It doesn't ever go well. Never. Nope. Never. Nope. Not a bit. Never. Not even a little bit. Not enough. (laughs) Listening. Average person got a C plus. Yeah, I think I I deserve higher. I deserve I deserve an A. No, I'm gonna give you a B. Why would you not give give me an A? Because you you. I listen. Sometimes. Well, if you're spewing some garbage that I have no interest in, or it doesn't make any sense, that's why you get a B. Humor, B minus. You get an A for that. I get an A for that. Yeah, you're very funny. Right. Uh, cleanliness. Average a? person got a B. Oh, you're an A plus. I think I am. We just met uh, a few minutes ago. This new guy came in. I shook his hand. Welcome. We'd like to welcome you to the world of Bob and Sherry. And uh, I just washed my hands. Can Can we just say, just between the two of us, I felt his enthusiasm upon meeting us was... Very low. Extremely low. Extremely low. Like a C. Not dismissive, but like, eh. It wasn't even dismissive. Dismissive implies like that he has some kind of feeling for us. Yeah. It was like, it was like he was brought in here and, and these are some chairs that we keep for extra <laughs> guests at a meeting. Did you yeah, not feel no, that way? There was no enthusiasm at all. I'm saying good luck to you and, and you know, nice to have you here. And, and I said to him, hey, welcome aboard. If you yeah. need any help, don't hesitate to right. ask. And he went like this. He went, huh. I know. Well, if he's listening right now, welcome to the world of Bob and Jerry. Hey, can I tell you something? Based on that intro, he ain't listening right now. Yeah, that's probably true. Go on. Why don't people like us more? I that don't we work know. With? I, I mean, think the audience we're so is nice wonderful. And so fun. I had hundreds of people come up to us in in Hudson a week or so ago, and uh, you know, it was just great. I don't know why. Do I not try to say yes to every kookamamey oh, yeah. thing these people bring me? Yes. Yes. Am All I right. not the queen of yes? Right. Do you want to uh, continue with this in uh, just a moment? Yeah. All right. Yeah, and during the break, let's ruminate some more on how he wasn't very happy to meet Well, that's us. a given. <laughs> All right. Next up, how how did the, the, the readership of the Daily Mirror, how did they rate their partners yeah. with their sex life? All right, so think about yours. See if you're uh, on average with them. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, so back to... Rate your partner. Rate your partner. Right, this is from the Daily Mirror. They asked a lot of their listeners, and let's see where, where you stack up as opposed to their readers. We are now up to the sex life. 
A to F. What do you give it? Their readers gave it a B. Hey, that's very good. I thought it was too. I thought it was too because some of those folks probably have been together for a you know a while. That's very very good. Yeah, a B was solid. Uh, I'm going to be careful describing this next one. It's not. <clears throat> it's kind of uh, the entry ramp to the uh, lovemaking area. Okay. All right. You know what I mean. It's. Uh, yeah. It's. It's, yeah, I know uh, exactly what okay. it is. Okay. And overall, people got a B minus, lower than a B. You know, you should aim for an A there. I think so too. Because you can control that. You right, have a exactly. lot of. Let me speak to the remedial students on this area. Um, you have a lot of control just by doing some extra homework, some extra credit, you know, that kind of thing. You could get an A in that subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it, what what that comes to is commitment. Well, making an effort. You know, making an effort. You know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, number nine, the area of patience, C+. plus. So we're down below a little bit. C plus, patience. Uh, I guess that's about where I would end up. You're not a patient man. No. No, you're not. Why would I be patient? We're wasting time here. Let's get it done. You would be patient because sometimes the reason that somebody else isn't doing it your way or on your schedule is not... Is they're making a mistake. Or they're they're doing the best they can. And then you become impatient. And who's aggravated by that? You are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about you? I'm much more patient. You think you're more patient than I am? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you are. I love when you ask me questions like that. You think you're more detail-oriented than me. Well, yeah. You think you're more patient than me. Well... Yeah. You know how the uh, how many people in the United States of America feel that they're bad drivers? 4%. So when I ask a question, you think you're more patient, you think you're more detail-oriented, that's as a human being, you always think that, uh, an inflated opinion of yourself, right? Well, so maybe I bump it up a little bit there. I don't think I'm the best driver by any stretch. Um I drive with great enthusiasm and sometimes by feel, but you don't see me getting tickets and you don't see me getting into accidents. No, that's true. So, But I do see I you driving be, up on curves well, and once a sidewalk. That's how you know you're parked. I see. Okay. <laughs> you can't hit another car if you're up on the sidewalk. Yeah, there you go. And finally, uh, they rated their partner, Taste in Movies, a B-. minus. Oh, Kevin hates the movies I like. I got to go with that one, too. Yeah, he hates the movies I like. Yeah. He's, anytime I say, oh, you know what we should do tonight? We should go to a movie. He, I can see him tense up because he thinks there are only two movies I drag him to. He calls them space chase movies. Right. Like Star Wars. Right. Or um, mopey coming of age movies like 500 Days of Summer. Right. Or Eighth Grade. How about romantic comedies? I, you know, that's... You don't go to that many, do you? I don't. I watch those on demand. Have you given up... Oh, you do? Yeah. Have you given up on them, taking them seriously as a worthwhile night out? It's really an expensive night out. Yeah, that's true. So it's got to be a really unbelievable romantic comedy. Because by the time you get out and you go, it better be love, actually, because I just came off about $80, you know, to go see this movie. Mary hates the movies I like. I know she does. Well, you make her go see Churchill, Operation Finale. I know it. I know it. Musicals. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. See you some other time. 
You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, bobandsherry.com. Download our free app, too. Get the oddcast, the podcast, and Bob and Sherry fun size instantly. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.